Hi kiddos, welcome back to the Literature Podcast. Today I'll be sharing about one of the most beautiful poems I've ever read. This poem, written by the only Filipina in the list of the Philippine National Artists for Literature, talks about love. Eda Champa was a Filipino poet, fiction writer, teacher, and a literary critic who was originally from Nueva Vizcaya but later on transferred to Dumaguete City. One of her greatest contributions in the field of literature was when she and her husband, Edelberto K. Champo, founded and directed one of the most known literary workshops that has produced some of the country's best writers, the Silliman National Writers' Workshop. Edith Champo was also very productive as a writer. She had written numerous novels, poetry collections, and a short story collection. Perhaps one of her most loved and well-known poems is Bonsai. I hope by this time that you're, li- uh, that you're tuning into this, you have already read the poem that has immortalized her. If not, I wish you would take a peek into what the poem has to offer. It isn't one of those long poems that's hard to understand. In fact, Champa's poem is profound but relatable, maybe because it talk about one of the most universal feelings we experience, love. Let's first try to examine the structure of the poem. As I have mentioned, the poem is just short, having only four stanzas. However, the count of the lines in every stanza is not consistent. You would also notice that there are no rhymes in most of the poem's lines, but it did not diminish the fluidity of the poem. If you read it aloud, you see that there's still a distinct tone to it and it rolls from your mouth easily. Now, taking a closer look at the first stanza, you will notice that the speaker of the poem is talking about all that he or she loves and the manner in which the persona tries to fold it once and once again so it could be kept in a box, a slit, or even in a shoe. Strange as it may seem, but the speaker seems to be referring to everything that he or she loves as an object that could be folded and kept small. This continues in the second stanza, the speaker has mentioned specific things. That's gaudy tie, a son's note, a picture, a shawl, or even a money bill. One might think that this uh, might not have any relevance. They seem to be just random stuff that a speaker put together to be able to give examples. Still, on these specific examples, it could be taking note that there is something particular about all these. They could be folded and kept small. This is mean that the person has trying to shrink the essence of love and compare it to small and probably irrelevant things. Then comes the third stanza and it reads, It's utter sublimation, a feat, this heart's control, moment to moment to scale all of down to a cup hand size. 
The third stanza finally points out the essence as to why the persona is objectifying love and referring to it by comparing it to something that's easy and foldable. Notice how the speaker mentioned that love is a feat, a sublimation, a transformation of impulses into something socially constructive and positive. Love is broad. It's undefinable. Because there's no one word that would completely encapsulate the meaning and the essence of it. It's immeasurable and profound and strong to a point that most of the time, most of us are swayed by it, controlled and overpowered by this emotion. However, the poem perceives love as something that could be tamed and stored and remembered from the small things that we usually thought were irrelevant. Take note also of the line in the second stanza. Why yes, but for the moment and for all time both. This line meant the things that were mentioned, the foldable gaudy tie or the picture, these mementos, were objects that could somehow immortalize love or make someone remember precious moments with a loved one. Love, according to the poem, could be relieved for a moment and at the same time stay forever. The oxymoron on those lines totally captivates the point the poem wants to make. Another thing that the poem points out is captured in the last two lines of the third stanza. To scale all love down to a cup ten size. As I have pointed out a while ago, love is always seen to be a profound, vast emotion that sometimes overpowers us. But the poem says that love should be controlled as what the cup ten size line depicts. That meant we should be able to hold love in our hands, be able to control it, take in what we could and give only what we have. The last dance of the poem also affirms the idea illustrated in the first dances. When the speaker said, Till seashells are broken pieces from God's own bright teeth, it highlighted once more the idea of love's vastness, just as how God is vast, how God is love, and how love could be felt or seen even in the smallest things, just as how we could hear the vast ocean on the seashells. And in its simplest essence, pure love is depicted in the last line of the words breathless hand over to the merest child, could be passed on to one another. So did you like the meaning of the poem? Do you agree with the interpretation or do you have any other meaning in mind that could enrich this poetry more for you? Well, it's totally fine to have another interpretation of a literary piece because just as what we've talked about before, we have our own construct or background and perspective that we use as a lens to see not only literary pieces, but things in general. Speaking of perspective, what do you think are the literary theories that are used in unlocking the meaning of this literary piece? Also, if you want to learn more about the piece written by Edith Chample, refer to links I would provide. See you in the next lesson!